Welcome to Orphans No More, a media extension of Justice for Orphans, a ministry dedicated to rally the church for the cause of the fatherless, inspiring, educating, and equipping believers to care for vulnerable children, and supporting those who have heard and heeded the call of James 127. Here's your host, Sandra Flack. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, you may have to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. That is 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6-7. through 7. Welcome to Orphans No More, a podcast to encourage, educate, and equip you to care for children in crisis through adoption foster care, and kinship care. I'm your host, Sandra Flack. I'm bringing you a show today that I promised a few weeks ago, uh, but I wanted to fit in last week's episode with uh, Kim DeBlakeCourt, uh, considering all, all that's going on in Ukraine at the moment. Please continue to pray for the people of Ukraine. Um, I'm calling this episode Trials and Triumphs of Parenting Teens with FASD. I bumped it uh, back a bit to bring you that story with Kim last week. I have another amazing Ukrainian adoptive mom uh, in the lineup um, trying to work out an interview with her. Um, But yes, please continue to keep Ukraine in prayer. Also, please keep sending me your emails and reaching out on social media. I love hearing from you. When you ask questions, I personally respond. So please reach out if you have a question or if you'd like to schedule a call to connect with me, or maybe you'd like to share your story on the show. I am always looking for good guests uh, who can inspire and encourage our listeners. So reach out to me by email directly. You can email me at Sandra Flack, JFO, at gmail.com or justicefororphansny.org. So now for today's topic. If you are caring for kids with trauma and or FASD, you can relate to the trials and triumphs of this journey. Sometimes it feels like there are more trials than triumphs. Recently, we had a couple of weeks where it felt like we were hitting a lot of potholes. My youngest teenage son with FASD, he struggles with a lot of stress, anxiety. Uh, It seems like he finds things to stress out over, things that have nothing to do with him. For example, uh, one of my adult sons and his family were coming over for pizza uh, the other evening. I have learned to not tell my son Slava the exact time we're expecting company because if the company does not arrive at that exact time, he gets stressed out. And my adult son and his wife have four little kids, so they don't get anywhere on time. So I just have learned not to say what time anybody is coming. I I try to avoid that at all costs. So this night I just said, they're coming over for pizza. 
Well, when my husband arrived home with the pizza and wings, before my son and his family arrived, Slava threw his arms up in the air and started yelling, I just wasted all this money on this pizza and they are not here to eat it. Where are they? And he just kept going on like that. And my husband and I were just looking at each other because, first of all, Slava didn't pay for the pizza and wings. And my husband and I, who did pay for the pizza and wings, we weren't phased or irritated or anything about the pizza arriving before uh, the rest of the family because, you know, we'll eat our pizza now. And if they eat, you know, if they come late and eat cold pizza, that's, you know, whatever. It's nobody was stressed. Nobody was worried. It wasn't like he was picking it up from us in any way, but yet he just completely flipped out over um, over them being late and, and the pizza getting there before them. And, and it's things like that all the time, things that have nothing to do with him, things that we're not even stressing out about. He just he, he just does. I don't, I don't know if any of you can can relate to this. Um, that same week, uh, the next thing happened. Uh, we brought him with us for uh, bed deliveries for our Care Portal program. Our ministry, JFO, manages the Care Portal here in upstate New York. And we organize an annual Love Day event for all of our participating churches. Um, So a few days before the event, we will deliver beds to the churches that are participating in that special event. So we had about five churches to go to. Um, So my... my, um, Assistant Director Kathy and I and my husband and Slava, um, she had the whole, Kathy had the whole route charted out. We were going to start at the church that was farthest away and work our ways way, you know, geographically back home. Um, five churches. We had all been to these churches before. Of course, our son, my son Slava hadn't been to all of them before, but, um, you know, we were also taking a route different than we would normally have taken because we were going from one church to the next to the next. So we used our GPS for that. But it was, you know, really a fun day. My husband and Slava were in it for, um, you know, they were our heavy lifters. They were going to lift the boxes of beds and other things that we were delivering to the churches. My husband has a pickup truck and a tow behind trailer. So, you know, it was sort of a fun day. It should have been a fun day. Um, Slava got the day off of school to do this community service kind of thing. Um, And basically, we were just going to ride in the truck. And when we stopped at a church, we were going to drop boxes off to the church and then hop back into the truck, get to the next church. And then at the end, we were going to go out to lunch. So probably the entire process took about four hours plus lunch. Um, But the entire time in the truck was terrible. My son, and he does struggle with riding in the vehicle. He always has, um, I believe he feels out of control and powerless. So his stress level just rises when he's riding in the car, especially if he doesn't know exactly where we're going. And he's been home nearly 12 years. He's okay pretty much going to places that we often frequent, the store, church, you know, if I have to go to the bank or the gas station or whatever. He's even gotten better with the three-hour ride to our camp because now that's become routine. He knows exactly how that works. But on this day, 
delivering the beds. He didn't exactly know where we were going, even though he'd been to some of the churches before, even though the year before he helped do the same exact thing. And I, he probably was stressed out during that time as well, actually. Um, But by the time we got home, I was pretty sure one of us was going to need some very strong medication. Now, I say that in jest, but seriously, I started wondering, how is this kid ever going to have a job? He's been talking about getting a job, like he's sort of, you know, a little bit miffed at me and his dad because we're not letting him get a job um, at the moment. His speech therapist keeps bringing up getting a job and preparing him for having a job, that kind of thing. Um, It's something that he wants to do. And I understand that most 16 year olds do have a part time job. But because of his FASD, he's not emotionally 16. He's more like eight on a lot of levels, and we wouldn't send an eight-year-old out to a part-time job. But I found myself imagining him working at our local grocery store, which does employ individuals with special needs. I've been observing that and feeling like, well, maybe at some point our son would be able to do something like that. So I tried picturing my boy herding grocery carts in the parking lot and steering them into the store. You know, some carts don't steer very easily, especially here in the Northeast where there might be snow and puddles and potholes and things um, throughout the parking lot. But, you know, people don't necessarily also put their grocery carts back where they belong either. So I could just see my boy reprimanding a little old lady for not putting her cart where it goes. Or maybe he would get a shot at bagging groceries, but that could become stressful as groceries could, you know, start coming down the line and he's got to make decisions about what to pack in which bag and, and, you know, where, you know, where do you put the bread and where do you put the meat and where do you put the, you know, groceries could start flying for all I know. Um, But these are the things. This is where my thoughts were going. And of course, I was basing these negative outcomes on the week of cumulative stressful events. But I really wonder sometimes if my son will ever be able to handle the stress of a job, especially since things that have nothing to do with him stress him out. Now, he is on a low dosage of clonidine, which is a blood pressure pill, uh, which is like the entry level medication with the FASD medication algorithm. And I'm wondering if it does need to be increased or maybe it's time to try something new. But then after all of this crazy stuff that went on, which is sort of typical, it's, it's that's the typical stuff. I give those couple of examples, but really that's typically what we're dealing with most of the time. But then we went to our camp. And if you listen to this podcast a lot, you know, we, we have a little place up in um, the Adirondack Mountains of upstate New York. My husband is um, run his company for 40 years and we're, um, you know, he's really looking at spending more time relaxing in the mountains and hunting and fishing and, and kayaking and hiking and all of that and snowmobiling. Um, And, and our adult sons are transitioning into more of a, of a, taking over the businesses. So we have this little place to go, which is my husband's dream place. Um, And it's really been so good for our whole family. 
So after a week of trials, we headed to camp where Slava experienced three triumphs. And I wanted to share those with you because so often we talk about all of the symptoms and all of the challenges, right? Now, you also may know if you follow us, we have a puppy named Liberty as sort of an emotional support dog, especially for Slava, but she really brings a lot of joy and, you know, therapy to our whole family. But Libby was having some tummy trouble just before we left to head up to our camp. So the first night that we got to camp, um, at around 2 a.m., I heard a noise and I knew it was the downstairs door and I knew it was somebody, somebody's coming in or somebody's going out at 2 a.m. What is going on? Now, I'll explain that, you know, my husband and I sort of sleep in an, a loft area and Slava sleeps in the downstairs um, with, with Liber- Liberty uh, by his bed in her crate. Okay, so I hear this noise and it wakes me up. So I go downstairs to investigate. And much to my surprise, Slava was coming in with the puppy. And very matter of factly, he said, Mom, she was whimpering in her crate. I knew she needed to go out. She had diarrhea outside. Sorry for the, I should have warned you for the the, the potty word there, but that's basically what he said. Um, now, I stood there looking at my son, who was completely calm at 2 a.m. I observed that he was wearing a hoodie. Now, he normally sleeps either in a t-shirt or no shirt. And we're up in the mountains in February. It's winter. It's cold. He put on a hoodie. He was holding a flashlight and Libby was on a leash, something we rarely do anymore, but it was a really good idea because we were in the mountains in the middle of the night. I was amazed that my boy had thought through the need for a hoodie, the need for a flashlight, and the idea of putting the puppy on a leash to keep track of her. And I asked him, you heard her whimper and you knew that she needed to go out. And while he was putting Lib back in her crate, he said, yes, I have been out with her three times. I was flabbergasted. He wasn't stressed. He had thought through what needed to be done and did it all on his own. He hadn't called for me. He didn't ask for help. He just did it and then went back to bed. And I shuffled back to my bed in awe and thanking God for this huge accomplishment. I was, I, I laid in bed that night thinking, oh my goodness, he didn't have any stress. And that would have been a stressful situation, right? So I was just really grateful and, and marveling over that situation. And then a few days later, we scored another win. Now we met some new friends at a church that we attend up at our camp. Um, And their camp is just down the road from ours. And we had met Tim and Lisa. Uh, They had come to our camp about a month before. So we'd met them once uh, to socialize with. And this time we were up and they were up at camp and they invited us to come over for dinner. And Lisa had read my book so she knew our story and had some insight into our family. Now, 
I prepped Slava by letting him know what time we were leaving. We were going to have dinner at six o'clock. We were going to go to their house. We'd probably stay until nine, um, which he did correct me and said, no, mom, you will talk. It will be 10, which we all got a chuckle out of. But I prepared him for best I could. But it was this was just going to be us, the three of us, my husband and I and Slava and our new friends. Nobody else was going to be there. So it was a very quiet you know, really relaxing evening. But we arrived at their place at six. We ate a delicious spaghetti dinner and we sat at the table together until 9.45. Wayne and I, Tim and Lisa, and Slava. My boy sat at the table, engaged in conversation the entire time. Folks, that has never happened before. Now, Tim and Lisa were great about drawing Slava into the conversation. And a few times, Tim even high-fived with Slava, you know, and they got excited about whatever, to snowmobiles or whatever they, they were talking about. But, you know, Slava's typical MO, he might stick around long enough to eat, but then he will retreat to his home or to his room when we're at home or to our car if we're out. If we're, We've gone to family members' houses, we've gone to friends' houses, and if we can get him to eat, that's amazing, and then he'll just go sit in the car. That's, that's what he would prefer to do. Um, or when we even have family over, some of his adult siblings, he may, you know, we get him to come out to eat with us and then he retreats to his room, which we, we consider an accommodation. We understand it's stressful and it's hard to navigate, and if he's more comfortable doing that, then fine. But Slava never once even asked to go to the car. I I left there confident we just witnessed a miracle. So proud of my boy. And I'm not exaggerating when I'm saying that has never happened before. This is the first time, you know, and... Our third, our third win, we had, we had a third win. So the first time was him taking Libby out three times in the middle of the night. I think it actually ended up being four times that night. Then, then going to our friend's house and eating and staying engaged in conversation. And our third win was actually the next night uh, when Liberty, once again, needed to be taken out three times in the middle of the night, which Slava handled again all on his own. Side note... A lot of dogs cannot tolerate rawhide bones. We learned the hard way. So no more of those. And I am pleased to report that Libby is back to normal and happy. We just do not do rawhide bones any longer. So since that week at camp, I have been pondering what might have been the catalyst for these triumphs. Like what was the difference? Why in one week was he able to have three such victories that he'd never had before. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking it might be one, if not both of the following. First, our camp is a very relaxed atmosphere. While it's a different routine, which changes in routine are not usually good for our kids. You know, we have now, we do have Although it's a different routine, it's a very relaxed routine, but Slava knows what to expect. You know, he feels very comfortable at camp as a second home, right? We are all much more relaxed at camp. We're enjoying nature and fresh air and a slower pace, and it's just quieter and more relaxed. And that could 
be part of the reason why, um, you know, he was just much more relaxed. The second reason I think maybe even more important, this particular week, Slava decided to not bring his iPad. On occasion during that week, I let him use my cell phone to listen to some music. He still likes to listen to music. Um, He'll listen to worship music, lay on his bed and rock. That is something he does every single day. So I did allow him uh, access to my phone to do that. And occasionally I let him watch some YouTube videos. But overall, his screen time was significantly reduced compared to what it would normally be. We do have settings and restrictions and things on his device at home, but folks, I confess he typically logs on way too many screen time hours. Um, We don't use a device in our homeschooling, um, but since I work from home for several hours after he's finished with school, his go-to way to pass time is on his iPad, whether it's listening to music, um, but a lot of, he watches a lot of, of YouTube videos. We don't play video games. We don't even have a game console. Uh, Slava doesn't really watch much TV. Um, The iPad is his go-to device. Instead of pursuing other interests or doing other activities, he grabs it, listens to the music, rocks, watches the videos. Um, Like I said, we've got restrictions to keep him out of trouble, but you know, it's something he spends a lot of time doing. And he likes to watch anything from Wild Kratts. He still enjoys PBS kids shows. Um, He watches our church services online. Um, And now his, and when he gets an interest, like if something all of a sudden has captured his attention, like right now, he is interested in being a tractor trailer driver. Go figure, since just riding in the car stresses him out. But he has researched everything about tractor trailer drivers in fact all the way up to camp and the three hours in the car most of it on the highway he would point out to me the different types of tractor trailers he would point out to me this is where their gas tanks are this is like how many times they have to stop and I started asking him questions like where do they go to the bathroom and uh, where do they eat lunch and what do they do if they're in a traffic jam or whatever just throwing out some questions that he had really sound answers to. So he learns a lot by using his device. I also never knew anything about Tesla cars. And for a while he was into Tesla cars. I'd never even seen one. And then all of a sudden we play this game now. Every time we spy one on the highway, we have to announce there's a blue one, there's a red one. Um, So, you know, it is a learning tool for him, but, you know, it's too much screen time overall makes him anxious, grumpy, and agitated. And I have figured this out and I really think I'm onto something with a week of him not having his device at all. It was like he was a completely different kid. Now to learn more about the negative effects of screen time on our FASD kiddos, give a listen to uh, Robbie Seals FASD Family Life podcast. I think it was her January 6th of this year episode. It might have been the first episode she released for the season. Um, and she interviewed Dr. Jared Brown. And they talked about the impact of screen time. It was an excellent episode. In fact, I'm going to go listen to it a second time because I feel like I'm really onto something. And I've begun an experiment. I just started it to decrease screen time. Wish me luck. I'm trying to give him some other things to do because it's also just become a habit because he doesn't really, he's not really able to um, 
occupy himself or entertain himself. He's never really had too many interests. He needs, he kind of needs that outside brain, you know, to guide him along throughout the day. Um, but I'm, so I have this new tactic or I'm reintroducing a, a tactic that I tried a long time ago. Recently, I was cleaning out a cabinet and I came across a stack of laminated index cards that I had made when Slava was little. Before we really knew anything about FASD, um, but I knew enough about trauma. Um, and we were homeschooling his four older siblings at the time. And I needed to keep him busy and in a routine while I was homeschooling the other kids. So what I had done was I had, you know, on each note card, I had drawn a stick figure performing a certain task. Now, Slava was probably five, six, seven at the time, so he wasn't able to read. So the, the stick figures were a good way for him to see what um, what the options were. So there was a stick figure bouncing on a trampoline, one on a swing, one doing push-ups, one riding a bicycle, one you know playing hopscotch. I had all these different activities um, and all throughout the school day, he would we would have him pick a card and do the activity with a different sibling. So the other siblings could be getting their schoolwork done. And I kind of rotated the older siblings through, um, but it kept him busy and engaged in activities. And he didn't have to think he could choose because we were trying to teach him how to make choices um, and, and make sure he had a voice. He could choose from the cards, but he had to pick something to do from those cards. Uh, it helped keep them out of trouble. It helped everybody else get their schoolwork done. Um, you know, and then somewhere along the line, the, you know, I lost track of those cards and we just weren't using them anymore. Um, now, of course, during the day, it's just Slava and I home because other siblings are either no longer living home, they've grown up, they've moved out, or um, our other son that's still home is 18 and works during the day. So it's just me and Slava. Um, but in an effort to reduce screen time and give him choices, I've updated the cards um, with more words than pictures, um, but with simple phrases like play with liberty, ride four-wheeler, shoot baskets, play a game, read a book, do a chore, um, just different things. Now, honestly, we just started this. This is just brand new, so I can't give you a report on how it's working. I will keep you posted on how it goes, but um, I'm hoping that by telling him, okay, screen time is over for now, pick one of these cards for something to do, he will um, be, and he sees it actually. I think he will cooperate because he has noticed there is a difference because we've been talking about it, that screen time makes him agitated and, and cranky and just he just has a harder time uh, regulating himself. So, um, you know, I, that, that's something new that we're going to try. Like I said, I will keep you posted. But one thing I do know, my son is capable of handling stressful situations like Liberty's tummy trouble, and he can appropriately socialize. He has the capability of doing these things. And these were two things I really wondered if he would ever be able to do. So I'm curious, what do you do? Do you homeschool? Do your kids attend school? How do you handle screen time? What kinds of activities do you give uh, your kids to do? 
throughout the day to keep them off of screens. I really do want to hear from you. I do not have this worked out. I am not perfect at this. I'm in the trenches with you, as I always like to say. And um, I'm learning also um, different techniques and strategies as I go to make these accommodations and help my son um, and also to help you along the way. But I really do want to hear from you and, and what you're going through and how you're handling it and, and the different things that you do, what works, what doesn't. Reach out to me. My email is sandraflack, jfo at gmail.com. Or you can contact me through our ministry website, justicefororphansny.org. I am so grateful that you tuned in to listen today. Um, if you enjoyed this show, if you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe to Orphans No More. Um, it really, if you, when you subscribe, and especially when you leave a review, you know, folks, the algorithm, it lets the algorithm know that this is a podcast that people do want to hear. It's important. It's relative. It's relevant. Um, and that helps us to reach more foster adoptive and kinship parents who need to hear this stuff. So please subscribe, please leave a review and let your fellow adoptive and fostering friends know about this podcast so that they can listen to the show and be encouraged and equipped too. You can also check out my family's kinship and adoption journey in my book, Orphans No More, A Journey Back to the Father, available wherever you buy books. If you order it on Amazon, I would love for you to leave a review there as well. If you'd like a signed copy, which includes a special gift bookmark, you can order from my personal website, sandraflack.com. I'll be happy to sign a copy and pop it in the mail myself directly to you. Um, there you will also, on sandraflack.com, you will also learn more about me, read my blog, um, and contact me for speaking opportunities. I'm always looking for opportunities to be able to share, inspire, encourage, and equip foster adoptive kinship families, um, parents, moms, uh, even women's retreats, uh, women's conferences, family parenting conferences, FASD, any of that I can do. So please reach out to me for speaking opportunities. I am booking through 2022 right now. Um, so please reach out. I would also like to give a shout out of thanks to our Care Portal County sponsors. Uh, Care Portal is a platform that we use to reach uh, children and families in crisis locally here in upstate New York. And we've got some wonderful businesses that help us do what we do. They really do care about children and families in crisis. So I wanna give a big thank you to Tri Nuclear Corporation, Bishop Bowdry Construction, and National Bank of Kuksaki. Don't forget to check out our website, justicefororphansny.org, where we now have an entire resource page dedicated to FASD um, and lots of other things going on there. And it's being updated. So if you've checked it out in the past, stay tuned. We're going to have some great updates and more resources for you soon. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Justice for Orphans has both a Facebook and Instagram page. And you can follow me on Facebook at Sandra Flack. Uh, and I'm on Instagram at sandraflack underscore jfo i am so grateful again that you spent your valuable time with me today i am thrilled to have you along for the journey thank you for listening to orphans no more for sharing what you've heard and praying for vulnerable children everywhere we hope you are inspired to walk out james 127 in whatever way god calls you 
For more information, visit justicefororphansny.org.